when we look at the first reading in the gospel, what we see is God's very powerful presence in human history in everything that we do. You know, two days ago, we heard that words from, you know, spoken by God to Moses, I have heard your cry and I've come to rescue you. I have heard your cry and I have come to rescue you. What cry did the Lord hear? The cry of the, his own people, the people of the covenant, the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to whom he promised that he'll always be with them. He heard them cry because they were enslaved. They were enslaved. It was a hard labor, making bricks, but also because they were facing mortal danger. Their, their children, their boys were put to death. Little boys, they were not allowed to live by the mandate of the Pharaoh who wanted to eliminate the population because he was afraid that, that the Hebrews will one day turn against them and, uh, and will join their enemies because especially since they were uh, settled on the northeastern part, which was very, this was the path by which Persians were coming and all the other, they consider enemies because from the other side, you know, is the desert, so there's not much of a danger, but this was the path. So it is facing this mortal danger. They were crying out to God because their children were being killed. And, and so what we have here is God responding, I have heard your cry. I have heard your cry and I've come to rescue you. I've come to help you. I have come to prepare you to leave this land which trapped you, uh, which is very destructive to you. So what we have here is there's one is God hears. How many times people tell me I've been praying for for some time now or even for years, it seems like the Lord doesn't seem to hear me. He doesn't seem to respond to me. I have asked and often I say, not being facetious, but being totally honest, if you want your son or daughter to be a great saint, pray for 20 years. That's the investment you have to make. And if you do that type of investment, believe there's something happens at the end. Some people may be a little bit more than 20, but I have seen example after example of those who did that. It's not just Monica, but so many, and perhaps I'm repeating myself here, but it is true. Invest in prayer, not just the golden nest, whatever you want to call, and there will be incredible things God will provide and God will give. And this is not only because I have seen in my own people who have given me witness, but this is the, the word of God given to us through the scriptures, through the church's tradition that, that um, ask and you shall receive, but pray fervently, pray without, without, um, you know, without stopping, without, uh, you know, kind of doubting in the prayer itself. So first of all, God is faithful to his promises. We know that and this is how he took this people of God, as we read, read in the first reading today, he took them out from the land of slavery, land of, of tra the trap that they, they had to endure under mortal danger to their children. And so they do, but we see how God did that. They actually relied on him. They were willing to go. They were willing to leave their homes. They were willing to go and, and even without preparations, without food, 
they went, they left. I mean, that's kind of insanity in one way, but maybe not. But we know that common sense would tell us, like, if you have any military involvement, wherever they are, all the supplies have to be there. Otherwise, they're useless, so, you know, these types of preparations. But here we have an example of people who, yes, facing the difficulties, this, this mortal danger, they actually were able to leave and without preparation, without sufficient preparation, relying on the promise that God made to them that he'll help them, relying on the promise. Is it foolishness? Maybe not. Yes, we do have to have common sense, but on the other hand, we can just overdo it. And we will kind of say something like that, which is not in the Bible, but people quote it so often, God helps those who help themselves, which we hear so often people say that, which is not true. God doesn't just help those who help themselves, but God helps everyone if we turn to him in confidence. And if we live long enough, we'll see that something like that happens, that actually God comes through. Well, at any rate, um, but there's one thing that, which is so necessary for those, not only Moses and the people of God, but what is necessary is our confidence in him, our placing our hope in him. It's so important. Today's gospel, which we read, and we, we see in a sort of kind of summary of what the Lord did, and of course the persecution, but between yesterday's gospel and today's gospel, there's another portion of the gospel which we did not read. And that is the reason why they were trying to, um, you know, the, 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 the Pharisees, what, why they're trying to put him to death is because he did something. And, and this is what he did, okay? This is the, from the gospel, you know, the passages between, between the uh, 12, uh, the gospel 12, uh, chapter 12, between 1 and 8. And today we read 14 and 21. So there's between 9 and 13. And this is what it says. He went on from there and entered their synagogue. And a man was there with a withered hand. And they asked him, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him? He said to them, which one of you who has a sheep, if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will not take hold of it and lift it out? Or how much more value is a man than a sheep? So is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath? Then he said to the man, stretch out your hand and the man stretched out, out, stretched out and was restored, healthy like the other. But the Pharisees went out and conspired against him how to destroy him. What we have here is sometimes we come up with rules and laws and we say, okay, this can't happen. This, we should not do this, whatever it may be. But, but what the Lord is responding to them is, is it possible? that God would not take care of us? Is it possible that we should be held bound and say, well, no, we gotta follow some other principle rather than the law of love, the law of love. In religious life, what we have is this. When, when we have, obviously we have to live under certain rules and they are part of our daily, you know, daily routine. But if somebody were to skip prayers, and there's an expectation, obviously, that we do pray together. But if there's, if we can do something like that if the call was to serve someone in need. 
which means the law of love always is the, is the greater the greater aspect to our life, the law of love, which means can we suspend certain things? Yes, if, if there's a genuine need, act of mercy and love. So this is what we are to do. And then here, the second aspect of today's gospel is that we are to be like Christ. Behold my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved, with whom my soul is so well pleased. I'll put my spirit upon him and he will proclaim justice to Gentiles. He will not quarrel or cry aloud, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, a smoldering wick he will not quench until it brings justice, which means God divine justice here on earth. And in his name, all the peoples will have hope. Hope is not that simple because we have to rely on him. We know that in the Old Testament, you know, the original sin was that we relied on a creature rather than God. And relying on the creature, the evil one, who told us not to rely on God, that we would be better off if we rely on ourselves. And we know the consequences of that, and we know the consequences of this today, relying on people rather than on God. So, you know, setting aside God's ways, God's law in favor of us, is, is something that does not bring exactly happiness. And to this very day, we, do, we follow the same thing. We rely on creatures. Who are the people who are telling us not to have God as part of our um, public forum? Who are the people? We rely on them. Yes, they may have power because they use media to get their points across, and they're able to influence young people wherever they are, in the universities, wherever they may be. Who are the people? Who are the people who say to us, don't rely on God, don't have hope in Him? God is an illusion. Who are the people who are telling us, and then they can influence us so badly that we don't even know we're coming or going? And this is what, what the Lord is asking us today, that we are to att be attentive to Him. He is our hope. He's our future. He's our present strength, our glory. And so we can't just set Him aside because it is to the detriment of us all. If we say that this world is, was made and whatever, or it came out of nothing as some, right now, some scientists would say, it's, it's a contradiction in terms. I mean, how something can, can come out of nothing. It's really beyond our ability to, to think. But we make these assumptions, we create these types of things, and we listen to the people. And, and once again, if we set aside God, then we are able to blindly follow and, and to our own detriment. This is why God has to come to us and he says, I have come to rescue you. He's speaking us to us today. I have come to rescue you. You know, we are here, we gather in his name, we hear his voice, we hear his words. You know, we, we have come here because we see that the Lord Jesus continues to work in our midst. He's here. He touches our hearts. He refreshes our, our very inner being, our understanding. He gives us through the power of grace, through his word, instructions, guidance. So we are not trapped. We're not trapped in, 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 in things which only produce difficulties and destruction around us. We're not. And this is the, 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 but the evil one always somehow is able to speak to us just like he spoke to our parents in, in, uh, in the Garden of Eden. 
you know, no, follow, follow, whatever. Follow my voice. Don't listen to him. Don't, you know, you'll be better off. And there's too many people who do that. Now, can, can we rely on him sometimes to say, well, as I said, you know, some people say I prayed a long time and I don't seem to be receiving the grace. I have to say this, God always hears us and will always hear us. And if we live long enough, we see that our prayers come true. Things will always work out for those who love the Lord, always. It's just a matter of time. Sometimes, sometimes we're so impatient because it's, we're suffering and we, we want these graces. We don't want to go through trials. We don't want to go through difficulties. But the Lord may not spare us going through difficulties, but he promises to be there with us until the end of time. That's what Jesus said. And what, what is the guarantee of that gift? His word, the Holy Spirit, the Eucharist. Also the intercession of his own mother who wants us to help us. You know, I, I, have, I have asked for, you know, in my impatience, you know, quite a few years ago, and in my impatience, I was asking for this grace because I always seem to have fallen uh, into a, a difficulty where there was one person, always sparks flying. It doesn't matter what we did. It was, seems like always sparks and always difficulties. And I was kind of tired of this whole thing. I said, Lord, you've got to take this away from me. You know, it's just like St. Paul, take this thorn from, you know, from my side. And I kept on praying for that, and I don't, didn't seem to receive the grace. So I said, okay, well, maybe Lord, you want me to grow in faith, whatever you want to grow in strength. You know, this dialogue that our hearts, you know, have with, with the Lord. And, you know, and, and there's one, one day I said, you know, Blessed Mother, you know, it's, it's just, you know, I really need this to overcome because this is just, it's causing me so much difficulty and pain. And I received the grace and I met this fellow because we had to work in some projects and whatever. And, and, uh, and I have to say that, that this time was okay. Nothing happened. And I said, I said, Lord, I know that all grace comes from you because that's all grace comes from him. And he gives whatever he gives to his blessed mother or to us, and it's always a grace that he gives. And I say, why didn't you, you know, respond to me after so many, you know, it was a couple of years already I've been praying, and I asked blessed mother, and it seemed like I received the grace. And you know, inside of my heart, as I was thinking about it and talking to the Lord, and then he basically what I heard in my heart was like, I think you need her. You need her for whatever it is, on whatever reason, I needed to have her there more for me. This is the experience of many, many Christians, many Catholics especially. You see the Blessed Mother right here, a statue of our Blessed Mother. She sits right alongside, you know, and, and, and we can rely on her. She is the one. She's the one. Somehow the Lord gave us uh, to her. She, she gave, gave her to us, I should say. And he gave it because we need, and this is, we need this type of maternal care and assistance. And throughout this whole centuries, as you remember, you know, saying, you know, saints after saints, you know, the Memorare prayer. Remember, most gracious Virgin Mary, there is never known that anyone who turned to your protection, sought your help, was ever left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, we fly into you, a virgin of virgins, our mother. To you, do we come? To you, we place our prayers, and you know that you will come through. You know, so, so you know, we could uh, we could actually pray the whole prayer. Maybe you can do it at the end. But, but the fact is this: it is true. 
So may Our Lady, that we honor her today as Our Lady, who's a source of hope, and because she herself relied on the power of grace of God, and she relied on him. She gave us the model of profound trust and hope in him. And, and this is an invitation. I know that you who come here, I know that you believe you love him. You love Our Lady's intercession as well. Because again, it's the encouragement which we receive because God who has reconciled this world in Christ Jesus, he entrusted this message of mercy to us. And as we know that this whole message of mercy, especially at the shrine, is rely on him. Trust, place your confidence in him. The greater the confidence, the greater the grace is received. The, greatest, the, the, the greater the hope that we have in God, the greater that fulfillment of hope we give into us. And this is, this is something that is worth. And, and the only thing we have to ask is, like St. Peter, Lord, uh, I believe, but help on my unbelief. Lord, I trust, but help my lack of trust. Lord, I hope, but help me to be fulfilled with that confidence in you. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.